All right. Let's, let's get, get into it. it. We got a drinks and a cigar. I'm smoking a victory right now. What are you smoking on? Uh, I'm finishing. What am I smoking? I'm finishing a 50 Cal Garrison. And uh, I get a, a Rosado Corona up next. Nice. Sorry, I was just going over uh, a little bit of what we're going to talk about today and uh, just trying to get my Rolodex spinning again. Yeah. So we're going to take it back. <laughs> we, we've had a couple people ask, you know, like, why Warfighter Tobacco? Why would we call ourselves Warfighter? I think everybody that probably knows us or knows a little bit about us know that we've served in the army me and you yeah and they a lot of people probably know that we were in the same platoon for a while we were in the same platoon your whole career almost um, the majority of it yeah because about halfway through the, the deployment that's you right. you went to yeah. sniper section it was, it was scouts yeah which is technically it's the in the same our, battalion same battalion yeah but we weren't in the same platoon anymore right we weren't working shoulder yeah. to shoulder you were overwatch and we were you're watching us <laughs> yeah well the, my because I, I served a little bit longer than you so i was there yeah. a little bit before you and a little bit after you so that's so some of my memories because of the you know lovely pbis <laughs> and stuff i get my deployments mixed up so like yeah. sometimes i'll tell a story and john will be like that was number two mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah i was like i i don't know i wasn't there for that so that was two <laughs> yeah. so um and then I had been in, so I got act. I went active duty in '98. Yep. And and I went active in 2000. Yeah. So I have a couple of years before you got there where I did all my private time. Oh yeah, I missed all the fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then by the time you got there, I think I was an E4. Just became an E5, maybe somewhere. No, you're E4. E4. Yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, and then once. We got back from the deployment. Fuck, I didn't even see when you left because I was. You weren't. You were in scouts. Yeah, I was doing other things. I was in Sodic probably. Uh, yeah, because so I went on terminal leave. I think in July of '04, and I think you were in, at Sodic at that time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, let's back up. So why Warfighter Tobacco? So obviously, we named it Warfighter because it's kind of just who we are. And we've never really deep dived into our, uh, our, like what we actually did in the service, right? We've like, we've hit the highlights, but we're like, we don't go around telling people like, oh, this and that all the time. Right. But I think we've had been asked enough now where I think we should probably tell a little bit of the story. Yeah. We can talk about it like once. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right now. So, um, but, uh, no, I mean, like, we did a lot of cool shit. Um, we were really busy. Let's talk uh, about leading up to the deployment. Because we were, you were in, we were both in before 9-11. Yeah, we were in peacetime, aren't we? And so that is a different oh, animal. Yeah, it is. It's a different animal. We, we, hadn't, we hadn't been to war. We had this thing called a budget. Yeah. It was zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because well, uh, the last major conflict was 93. That was the Gulf War. And then there was like little stuff. Yeah. You know, but like what the 101st, I think they did a thing in Bosnia before we got there. They, well, and they did a, um, uh, where the fuck was it? Some NATO mission shit. Well, I think that was Bosnia. I think there was another place too. Oh, whatever. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But 
we didn't go on it. Yeah, we, that was right before I got there. They had just got back from jungle training in Bosnia when when I showed up. Well, there was some NATO mission too that they did because, like, we had a couple, like Greg, for instance. He was one of our guy, one of the guys in our platoon, and he did some peacekeeping mission somewhere with the 101st before. So, 101st deployments, Justin, about the two. 99 oh about no the 96 yeah. 97 time frame probably um, yeah i don't even know i can't remember but i know bosnia was one of them but we didn't make it on that yeah um and then you know like there's other stuff in like peacetime stuff like right before i got to the unit you guys all deployed the whole unit before i was there deployed to montana to yeah. fight firefight our wildfires which Ugh. was which was crazy because like we're in, in we're in, in the 101st airborne we're an infantry battalion that's air assault you know like we're we're one of the top three people that are going to get called up, you know, for stuff. Yeah. Right. And uh, we, we get we get orders, and they're like, "Hey, our battalion's going to Montana to fight forest fires <laughs> in like three weeks." So for the next two weeks, we have this training, and it's basic wildland firefighting course. Yeah. Right. Like. I knew nothing about it at the time, right? Yeah. And then it was so long after we did that till I got out. But the guys that got out right away, uh, they, I, I would that would I would have jumped all over that. Yes, oh because it was it was fun. It paid a lot, not for us because we were an infantry battalion deployed to this. But uh, yeah, so we're training up on chainsaws. We're training up yeah. on setting how to, uh, how to fell trees. And, yeah, do a fire break yep. and how to back. <laughs> light backfires and like that kind of stuff so that was a really cool deployment uh we didn't bring our uniforms we didn't bring our weapons yeah we got these fancy green pants and these bright yellow shirts and yep. uh pulaski's yeah and uh yeah that's what we deployed with so that was kind of cool yeah it's like if i would have done that and it would have been one of those guys that was getting out shortly after Man. my new goal would be like um but my my life goals be a smoke jumper mm-hmm. Like that's, I just want to jump out planes into the fire. Yeah. We, <laughs> we met those guys. They were cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was cool. They're grunts. Your gun is now a, a, a chainsaw or a shovel yeah. or an ax. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And I don't know how long we were there. Maybe two, three months. We were there a while. Yeah. And eventually it snowed and put the fires out. <laughs> like, I think we probably helped a little bit, but yeah. what ultimately put the fires out was snow. Yeah. Yeah. We woke up one day. It snowed. There was like the different color smoke. Like the I the fire just went out from right. the smoke, you know? And they're like, Yep, back your shit, boys. We're going home. <laughs> so, uh, That's funny. But um, but yeah, then like so before we deployed though, we're doing infantry stuff, right? We let let's talk about before 9-11. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, because yeah. between 9-11. Because that was not, you know September 11, thousand one. Yeah. Now we deployed February of two thousand three. Yeah. So there was time in between. So let's talk pre nine eleven. Pre nine eleven. Because it was way different. Yeah. Ooh. Like the majority of my time in the military pre nine eleven was schools. Yep. And then I had a short stint. So what kind of schools? What'd you go to? Uh, so well, I'll just I'll go right out the gate. So I went to basic. Um, that was uh, August to December of two thousand. And then I got out of basic, went home on, on Christmas leave, um, got back from Christmas leave. So it's now the beginning of 2001. And uh, I was spo- I had orders to go to airborne school 
But my class date wasn't until I think the beginning of February. So I had like a, a month and some change of being a holdover, staying in the same bays that I was oh, in for basic training. Oh no. And it was it was a nightmare. I, I mean it, I wouldn't I, let me let me back up. It wasn't that much of a nightmare. At the time you thought it was. Not yeah. Yeah. I did because like the day-to-day shit is like you still have to wake up, you still have to do PT, yeah. except now you're fucking cleaning everything because you're getting all the entire area ready for the next basic training class. Yeah. And you're just like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Whatever needs to get done, we need to move this. We need to fill sandbags. You know, we need to repaint this. We so, were you working for the drill sergeants at that, that that time? I was, but, but so the cool part was was like they were just NCOs in the army. Yeah, they took the hat off. No, they still had the hat on. But I mean, they 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 did mentally it, took the hat off until something didn't get done yep. or somebody fucked up. Right. And then it was like, oh yeah, we're still we're still at basic training. We're not in basic training. Yeah, yeah. But then but he went we, he went from like a normal E six to a fucking drill sergeant. Yes, like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the coolest time about the coolest part about the time that I was there in that holdover is one of the guys that was also in the holdover that was going to go to airborne school with me. Um, his uncle, we were, he was from Massachusetts also. Yeah. So immediately we're like, oh, we're like 30 minutes away from each other where we grew up. Like right. we're best friends now, you know, cause that's how the army yeah. is. Yeah. You find one small thing in common and next yeah. thing you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm friends with this guy for life. Yeah. Um, so we find out that we're both from the same area, uh, hung out same places. Didn't really know any of the same people just cause I mean, Massachusetts, Boston population is pretty big. Yeah. Um, but what I did find out is his uncle was one of the black hats in airborne school, one of the instructors. Ah. Uh, different company that we ended up in. Um, but so on Sundays, like Sunday was our down day. Like we could kind of just chill, do whatever we wanted. Saturday was still kind of like play fuck fuck games or right. whatever. Uh, but it was kind of relaxed. Sunday was just like we had to wake up. We did accountability, make sure everybody was still alive in there. Yeah. And then they were like, if you want to go to church services, go to church services. If you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. Uh, we're going to the PX at this time. You know, because it was yeah. kind of a far walk and they yeah. had a vehicle. So they were like, oh, fuck it. Like, yeah, we'll treat these people like humans and not non-human <laughs> scum, right. you know. And uh, so Sundays were, were really chill for us. And um, because his uncle was, I think he was, fuck, he was like an E7 or an E8. I think he was an E8. Yeah. At, at Airborne School. And so he... The first, I think it was the second weekend we were there. The first one, uh, my buddy went with his uncle. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's fucking whatever. Yeah. And then after that second week of us hanging out 24-7, he's like, hey, man, like, I'd probably get you to come sneak away. Um, you know, we can go do whatever. Like, he's going to yeah. drive us around. If we need to go off post, we can, If you know, yeah. go see whatever and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. So that, ne- that second weekend, his uncle came and picked me up and him. Yeah. And and took us like we went and saw because i'd never seen airborne school besides like right you know being by the px and seeing yeah. the towers so we got like a whole tour of it and everything like that and i'm like oh, i fucking can't wait you know i was super motivated mm-hmm. and uh and so we leave there and he's like you guys want some beers and we're both underage yeah like underage as fuck i'm 18 yeah and so obviously i'm like sure you know what i mean <laughs> so he goes <laughs> he goes to the the classics he buys a 30 pack right now I, I'm, for one, I'm I'm 18. Yeah, I haven't drank 
because Starting I was in basic. Three months, yeah. You know, yeah. and when I was home, like I might have drank a couple times, but yeah. I'm 18, so it's not like I go to the bar and hang out every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he gets us a 30 pack and he's got this little tiny, like a Suzu Trooper SUV thing and throws us in the backseat with his 30 pack and starts go driving around the back 40 at Fort Benning. <laughs> and he's like, drink. And we're like, okay. So we start cracking beers and we're drinking. And he's like, I don't want, I want that 30 pack kill by the time I drop you guys back off. And we're just like, <laughs> fuck, let's do this. You know what I mean? Looking and I'm back like, on it, your uncle's a dick. Well, I, I didn't know anything. Right. I'm like, this is the fucking cool. Like, I can't wait to get to airborne school. Like, this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? We're having, we got music playing. He's telling us about all the ranges, yeah. all the different shit. And, you know, all we saw from basic is where, yeah. where we walked and rucked march to. And yeah. so I was just like, this, like, Fort Benning's huge. This place is you know, awesome and all this history and blah, blah, blah. And we get fucking hammered. We kill that 30 pack. And so at this time, it's probably like seven, eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And it's like dark out. And so he, he's like, oh, I'm going to bring you guys back. So he pulls back up in the sand hill and back up to where, you know, our basic. And and I was in uh, Alpha 150 for basic. So we were like on the corner yeah. of all the, you know, building areas of, of, of sand hill. And so he pulls, like, normally you just pull in the parking lot, you drop us off, we walk in. Because yeah. it's all, you know, right. the ground floor is wide open. It's like a breezeway, essentially. And that's yeah. where we formed up the formations. And the, all the barracks were, you know, second, third. I think it's second, third floors. Yeah. And, uh. But during basic training, the drill sergeants will drive vehicles into that area yeah. so we can stage stuff or load or unload or do whatever. So this motherfucker pulls up into the parking lot and he's like, uh, he's like, what company are you guys in? <laughs> and my buddy's like, oh, we're elf company. And he's like, okay. And he pulls right underneath that fucking breezeway and he just lays on the horn. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, get out. And I'm just like, what and he's like get the fuck out of my car and i'm like what and he's just laying <laughs> on the horn and so now the fucking lights are starting to turn yeah. on the drill starts coming out and i'm just like oh my god i'm so fucked right now yeah. <laughs> and the drill starts come out and obviously like you know we're 15 beers a piece like i can't even he, stand he, up he, so he's being an e8 has probably called the drill sergeant oh yeah this is all pre-planned yeah they already know what the fuck's <laughs> 100%, going on 100% right yeah. so the drill sergeants come out and like we're like deer in the headlights like oh my god our yeah. life's over and they smoked us for like 4 hours and we're puking <laughs> everywhere right and i mean it was I was one of those like overly highly motivated people. Like yeah. this is so fun. I can't wait. Let's yeah, yeah. next. Like, okay, do pushups. Fine. I've been doing pushups all day, every day for the past fucking five months. Like, let's go. And so like, it wasn't like, Oh my God, this sucks. My life's over. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I was like, okay, I'll play the game, Yeah, but I'm drunk. So whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's a much better game to play when you're hammered. Oh Yeah. And so, obviously, Monday morning PT sucked. I was yeah. hungover as shit. I, you know, four hours of getting smoked the night before. And uh, so, that next weekend, same fucking thing. But I expected it this time. Right. So, I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> and that happened the whole, uh, that happened for the next three weeks until we got to airborne school. And then airborne school is just a shit show. Yeah. Um, got to airborne school and it was just like, well, this is it. Like. This is kind of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I got to run around at like a 10 minute mile pace. Like it starts my knees, but whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and okay. So airborne school. Yeah. Like so airborne school is three weeks long, but looking back on it, you think it's probably a joke, right? At the time you're like, okay, it is what it is. Right. I mean, it was fun. The most intimidating thing about airborne school was actually jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. Like that. But, so like you guys have done the round canopy thing. 
And oh yeah, pretty much. You so three you, weeks. You've told me that you th- could be taught all of that. Three weeks of airborne school in the army is the equivalent of three days at round canopy parachute team. Yeah, they took out the bullshit running. They took out the bullshit PT. Um, all the other stuff, you know, like you're drastically more comfortable in airborne school based on the amount of shit they make you do. Yeah. Uh, like you learn how to fall down for three weeks and you fall down from the ground, you fall (laughs) down from a tower and you fall down from an airplane, you know? (laughs) And so over the course of those three weeks, like you kind of beat your body up a little bit just because you're learning how to fall properly. Well, you're probably doing other stuff like inspections and not so much. Um, a lot of it is like they have all these different apparatuses that they use to train. Like they have the swing landing trainer. Um, and they have like all these different size um, boxes that yeah. you essentially jump off and do a, a PLF, a, yeah. a parachute landing fall. Uh, they have mock aircraft. So you learn how to do um, exits. Exits. We also learn how to do like in aircraft, you know, operations, oh, yeah. um, all the commands, how to stand up, how to move uh, when everyone's packed in different you know, types of aircraft. Um, then they have tower week, which they essentially hook you in a, in a harness with a chute and you get hooked to a basket and the chute's kind of already open. And they pull you up to the top of a 250 foot tower and then they release you and you fall from 250 feet under your chute and then you land. So you're kind of getting the feeling of like, oh, this is what it's going to be like when I'm actually under canopy after coming out of an air, aircraft. Um, and so that's a, that's a whole week, right? I, I jumped, I did the tower twice in a week. Really? And because it's such a big operation, you know, you have 30 guys in support well, the, getting that the one tower guy. has what? Four, four positions. I think and there's two three or four, but they can only use certain ones depending on wind. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Cause you don't want to blow back. One of them power. is always broke. <laughs> so, you know, and it, and it, and it's a process. It probably takes 10 minutes to get somebody up and down, you know, from start to finish. And that's, if it's efficient, it's, it's usually yeah. longer. Um, so that's why it takes so long. And the rest of it is just bullshit. You're running around, you're yeah. fucking PLFs and all the, you know, random bullshit. Um, but yeah, it can definitely be condensed to like three days. Yeah. Um, but so then I went to airborne school, um, Got out of airborne school and was in holdover there for about a week until the next class day started. And they didn't have any room for us. Uh, and then they kicked me down to 75th Ranger Regiment for RIP. Um, well, it used to be called RIP. Now it's called RASP. That's and you had a, it was. a Ranger contract? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And, uh, and so my pipeline was supposed to be basic airborne RIP, get into Ranger Battalion, do whatever I do from there, go to Ranger school, and then who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, so I get to rip and that was in March and I, in uh, the end of August, I still didn't have a class date for rip because they were handing out these contracts left and right. Uh, and so it was just hold over and hold over and hold over. Um, and that was pre-war. Yeah, that was, that was pre-9-11. pre-9/11 yeah, so yeah. they were just like, mm, cool. Like while I was at in holdover at rip, we built a 75th Ranger regiment, um, memorial for lack of better words uh it was this giant walkway to go into the headquarters that had all the all the commanders and sergeant majors names um all the different um um uh operations they did over the years uh all this shit and we made it out of wood and like every single letter we had to cut out by hand yeah sand prime and paint so they had a whole full wood shop so i learned how to do a lot of cool shit like that yeah um but uh but on top of doing that, like I ran that land nav course fucking, I don't know, 
two dozen times. Yeah. Like to the point where I could just run around and get all my, my points. And then I'd find this deep, nasty, fucking thick brush shit. And I'd climb underneath that and I'd set the, my alarm on my watch and tuck it into my, my hat and go to sleep for an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wake up and I'd run 20 fucking, you know, whatever, 100 yards to the our yeah. you know, end point and go from there. Um, so spent a lot of time playing games with that. And then finally, I was just like, I just send me to a unit. Like, let me get my career yeah. on the road, you know, because essentially it was like the next class day came up. And it was me and like probably seven or eight guys that were still there that weren't on that class oh, roster. Oh, fuck. And, uh, and like, what does a class start every couple months, probably? Uh, so it was three weeks. So every three weeks. Yeah. Well, it was, and they have, depending on the time, like some will do like three weeks and then it'll start the next week. Some will do three weeks and a week off and then it starts. Uh, yeah. uh, it just depends on what their rotation's looking like. Um, and, uh, so yeah, finally I was just like, you know what, fuck, just send me somewhere. I don't even yeah. care at this point. But I'm I'm tired of sitting here playing fucking stupid games. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh so then I got orders to uh Fort Campbell. Um and that was in uh August 2001. And uh so I got up to Campbell, went through replacement the whole nine, got sent to um third baton three two seven infantry, um, Bravo Company second platoon. Did you even do a training cycle before nine eleven then? I so I did. So immediately, not even two weeks after I got to the unit, we immediately went to JRTC. Oh, okay. But you never hit back 40 or anything. Not until after JRTC. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so so then we go to JRTC, uh, Joint Readiness Training Center, Fort, Fort Polk, Louisiana. Uh, there's a 30-day rotation down there. That's when you lost your E-tool. Yeah. It was, I spent, that was my single worst day in the Army was at that deployment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's where, where I learned that, uh, they have a weather machine at Fort Polk, Louisiana <laughs> that controls just the weather in the back 40 there. Yeah. Not every, anywhere else. Like it's just where the units go out to do their, you know, their couple week training. We were there for what? Two weeks in the box, two weeks. Yeah. And I think we saw sun maybe two days, two days. maybe two days. <laughs> Otherwise it was a fucking down. It was a monsoon, a monsoon for two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. JRTC, yeah. that one sucked. Yeah, JRTC was, uh, that was like my. So I was a 240 gunner in JRTC. What, yeah. What were you? I was, I was just a rifleman. Okay. That was it. So you I were, just got to the unit yeah. and they were just like, here's, oh no. Fuck. I was a saw gunner. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I had to work my way to just get an M4. They gave me the, the yeah, yeah. 249. All first. the new guys get the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah because i i just remember because i'm pretty sure you took my spot i did i took over your gun yeah 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 because i was a 240 gunner for a couple years because i was i was bravo team gunner yeah yep yep um but yeah so i was a saw gunner there uh and then fuck i get moved off the saw they gave me a 203 um and then i got moved to weapon squad they gave me a 240 bravo um, and then when I became weapon squad team leader, I got, no, no, no. Yeah. When I became weapon squad team leader, I said M4. Um, and then, uh, after that, I got kicked into uh third squad as a team leader, just rifle, rifle right. team leader. And they gave me a two Oh three. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually the team leader said two. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, but before we started all this, it was schools. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did, yeah. So I did airborne, 
then they sent me for Rip. Ended up getting to Fort Campbell. I got to Campbell. Uh, went to JRTC. Got back from that. Uh, I think they immediately sent me to Air Assault School. Yeah, that um, happens as soon as you get there. Yeah, like usually you do that before you get to the, your unit. Like you get to the reception. Oh no, I was at my unit. Yeah, for a week. Yeah, one week, and then in Air Assault School. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it kicked me over to Air Assault School, which was what I learned from Air Assault School um, is it doesn't matter about anything else except for your layout inspection. And, and knots. Yeah, I, I mean, I was decent at knots, so it did, that didn't really. Yeah. And then all the like sling loading shit that we had to do, I actually thought that was really cool. So yeah, like it wasn't like, oh, fuck. I but yeah, I had to study. Like, I, I, oh, you had to study because yeah. they were, I had to spend the night like looking through the book and like getting the, ready how many how many wraps of of 90 mile an hour tape go on this? Yeah. How much? So, so here? for people who don't know, a sling load is we were in the 101st Airborne. So we had helicopters and we were air mobile. Yeah. Right. So we would you, you would sling load the 105 howitzer underneath Humvees, the, LMTV, Humvees, anything. Yeah water fuel yeah all of that yeah so in air assault school you have to do the fuel blivets yep you have to do a net just a, yep. like a cargo net and then you have to do a humvee. humvee and so like for the humvee like there's mounting points but you have to figure out how to like do the chains how to tie the chains yep. you have to have like 100 mile an hour tape which is duct tape that's green yeah you have to have that on all the glass so if the glass breaks it it doesn't just shatter, shatter everywhere yeah. So like the then, lights, the windows, yep, the, but, but then you also have to have wraps on your actual slings. Yep. So that way, when the helicopter starts to gain elevation, everything raises, does get caught. It all breaks apart at the certain times yeah. and all that kind of shit. So, so there's not a knot when it's going yep. up because if there's a knot and your helicopter's lifting and then it like, yeah, it, it you know, the it could, front end of the Humvees up be in no the air. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. And then you, you do an air assault school year, you have to do like, you have to hook up to a Chinook. You have to hook the Humvee up to yep. a Chinook. And so uh, that's interesting. So you have to ground, you have to have a ground yep. so you don't get the, the, the blades cause like static electricity, yep. but times a million, like it'll, yeah, it, it'll, it could kill you it could. static electricity. So you have to have a ground and then, uh, but when you're running up, so the helicopter's hovering above the, the whatever load it yeah. is. And you have to run up to it. But Fight, a Chinook. Fighting the rotor wash. <laughs> a Chinook has a lot of rotor wash. So it feels like you're running in like quarter speed. Like you're giving it your it all is, and it's like quarter speed. It is four times the effort. Four times the oh, effort. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then you hook up. And then once you're hooked up, you jump off the Humvee. Because you get to crawl up on top of it yep. and hook it up. You jump off the Humvee and then you have to run away. You have to clear the rotors before they can actually lift. Yeah. And so as you're running away from the rotor wash... It's like it's time 16. Like your big old strides of your hauling ass. My, my favorite, my favorite, especially on the, because like, if I remember right, we did stuff, we, we uh, slung stuff on Blackhawks first. And then the Chinook came in at I the end. I don't remember ever doing a Blackhawk. Yeah. And yeah. then when the Chinook came in, the difference in that rotor wash oh, fucked people up because everybody yeah. had to do it. Yeah. And so you had to run away from this helicopter at some point. Yeah. And, Watching the amount of people that that rotor wash would just face plant and slide, scorpion slide, <laughs> you know what I mean? As they're running away because, oh, there's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pick your knees up. And then the other the other cool thing that you did in air, uh, air assault school is you actually repelled out of a helicopter. Um, and that was really cool because uh, 
once again, that rotor wash changes a lot because you're repelling off stationary towers the whole time. Like well, yeah, nothing. not only are you repelling, you're repelling with a rucksack on. Yeah. And your weapon. Yeah. All your shit. So, um, yeah. But that rotor wash, you know, you're supposed to use your brake hand and actually stop. And I remember I, I came in with like a hard brake and I just kept sliding it on a rope, like slower. Yeah. But it wasn't like a stop. And I was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> My hand is going to be on fire. Yeah. Right now, so you, you wear gloves. Well, that was obviously. cool. Um, you learn how to fast rope. You learn all, all the. Yeah helicopter shit yeah. you know how to configure helicopters what it can hold what it can hold and air assault school is not it, it's not the easiest class i've taken like you no. had to do a 12 mile road march yeah you had to do the obstacle course yep uh you had to do a pt test yep you know so they're like it's you know it was kind of a thing right yeah but uh yeah it was fun uh what other schools did you hit um and then i did a lot of like uh battalion or, or brigade level schools um combat lifesaver I did a team leader course. Um, fuck, what else? I did machine gunner, uh, two forty gunner course. Yeah, the two forty gunner course. Um, that was. Did you go to actually like the division school? No, that was brigade level. Oh, I did. A yeah, division yeah. School. It was like, I wanted that one, but yeah, we couldn't. Good. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of it was a lot of like hip pocket train the trainer type shit. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of it. I don't know for major. So for some reason, other ones, probably because I'm lazy. I don't know, but I didn't want to do ranger school. Yeah. So in the 101st, if you want to get your E5, the fast track is ranger school. So I don't, (laughs) but I, so what I did is every time ranger school, like I would, like, Hey, one of the next ranger school dates. Yeah. Right. And I would make sure I had another school. (laughs) Yeah. So I had, I had 240 Bravo gunner course, the division level. Yeah. I had combat combo. Okay. Combat lifesaver. Yeah. Um, I think I did do the combat combo too. Yeah, that was a good yeah. one. I learned a lot because radios are shitload. I mean, because you knew nothing about the Absolutely radios. nothing. Yeah. So combat <laughs> combo was a good course. Yeah. Um, javelin gunner course, mm-hmm. javelin instructor course. Uh, God, what else did I do? But the, the division 240 gunner course. Yeah. One of the cool things about it was... You did that. You you actually got to shoot the aerial. Oh, nice. Yeah. So your your spotter is holding the bipods, and you get to shoot. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I learned a lot on that one. That was a really good course. Um, and then after that, I, you know, sniper school. I went to a lot of different sniper schools. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember. I don't think I can't remember if I went to any other schools. I got out of PLDC because I got out of PLDC too. <laughs> yeah, um, I got out of PLDC because I got my E5 when we were deployed. Yeah, and then when we got back, they were trying to send me, and I was like, "I'm not re-enlisting." Yeah, because you were like what a couple months. We got now? back, I think, in end of January, and I went on terminal leave in July, so I had like six months. And so I told him, I was like, "I'll extend for a year, if." I was like, "The only way I'll go to PLDC is I'll extend for a year." you send me to PLDC and then I immediately go to the E6 board. I was like, I have enough time in service. I have enough time in grade yep. and I have enough points. And then I'll get out a year later as an E6. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like you can sign up for four. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I forgot too, before I got out, I or no, before our first deployment, I reclass and was going to go aviation. Oh yeah. Cause I, my whole plan was to drop warrant officer packet and fly helicopters. And so I did aerial gunnery. Yeah. I did like some maintenance yeah, yeah, courses yeah. and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah, I forgot about that whole part. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. It's funny. You were talking about ranger school and you didn't want to go. So you always had a, another school. Yeah. And I wanted to go to ranger school. Yeah. And every time I probably went to like a, a um, either brigade or no, I, I went to division pre-ranger, I think four times. Really? Um, so I went after, right after uh, air assault school and all that kind of shit. Um, you remember we did the squad competition stuff? Yeah. Right after that, I, I did a pre-ranger. Right. And uh, I passed that. I was waiting for a class date and we went to West Point. Yeah. And so that got fucking, sorry, yeah. you know. And then we got back from that and uh, I went to pre-ranger. I took it back. went to pre-ranger three times. I went to pre-ranger again. Um, Passed that. Why would you have to go to pre-ranger more than once? Because it was division level. It was oh, dumb. yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, from this pre-ranger, we're sending these people. Yeah. Uh, you know. And so I went to pre-ranger again, passed that. And then we got deployment orders. And so, and it was funny because one of our other guys, uh, Romero, was in ranger school when we got deployment orders and he was just like deuces y'all i'm deploying with my unit and he fucking quit so he yeah. could deploy with us yeah i forgot about that. i remember we were in the back 40 and he showed up in a humvee one day and all of us were like what the fuck and he's like i'm not missing this fucking deployment yeah. <laughs> it's probably a good decision on yeah this part. yeah um and then i did a pre-ranger in iraq yeah yeah and when i found out that if i passed that pre-ranger then they would send me back home from Iraq to go to Ranger School. Oh, I remember that. And I was on the ruck march back in from uh, like our whatever yeah. mission shit that we were running. Uh, and we stopped, you know, just for whatever. And I was like, hey, um, I'm a heat cat. And they're like, <laughs> what? And like, yeah, I'm a heat cat. I need an IV. They're like, you know, if we stick you, you don't pass. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a heat cat. I'm like, I'm not fucking leaving my guys to go to fucking ranger school. Yeah. Like, we still have time left. That was OIF one. Yeah, but yeah. we still had like three or four months left on the deployment. Yeah, and I'm like, no. Like, I looked at my team and I'm like, nobody, no, nobody's gonna <laughs> step up and fucking do this. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, no. Yeah, but yeah. So. so okay, so those are like some of our schools and shit that we did, right? Um, but okay, so leading up to. Like before 9-11, we would go to the yeah. back 40 often. Like I was there for four, three or four years before we yeah. got deployed to Iraq, right? And uh, we were always training. It was always Non-stop. Training. Non-stop. Like it was like cycles, right? You but, had one month of training. You had one month where you're on call and essentially. Yeah, they, they call it DRF, Division Reaction Force. Yeah. You had one, two, or three. Yep. And then on the other cycle, you were on details where mm -hmm. it was like I did funeral details or guys did i don't know like we had po gate guard. post cleanup like bullshit details right yep. but every so every third month we would spend at least 25 days of that month in out, the field. out in the field yep. training yeah and uh and you know we we would do some cool stuff like we would uh do enter and clear a trench right because it's one of the com or one of the battles. that was one of my favorite live fires yes it is that was a, that's such it a was fun, just chaos chaos controlled chaos yeah, yeah but it's chaos but there's like you know like there's shift fire signals yeah. there's you know there's bangalore torpedoes going off which are <laughs> fucking awesome uh you know like you're you're shooting live rounds and fucking yeah yeah it's, it was fun yeah uh, we did a lot of cool stuff we, we did a lot of air assaults like we'd fly yeah. around fort campbell so you'd do like 
the false insertions yep. where the, the, all the dark, the dark missions, downed aircraft recovery teams. Yeah, yeah we, we did, did all that, shit. all that kind of stuff. It was really fun training. I got to go do like op four for fifth group quite a few times. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, you know, stuff like that. It, and, it, but like when we're doing the live fires, we had ammo, but when we're doing the, 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 the crawl, walk, run. Yeah. So we had to run, we had to go through the woods and we'd yell bang. Yep. And then we went through the woods with blank. Sometimes. 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 I was, I was getting to that. And then we went through with actual live ammo. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it was really cool. One of my favorite, uh, live fire ones that I ever did was, um, uh, taking down a bunker. Yeah. That's a good one too. And, Cause you're throwing uh, an actual grenade, an actual grenade and you're doing, you know, we had select fire M4. So we had three round bursts, not full auto. Um, and so the, one of the main things they were looking for when you cl- actually cleared the bunker, because you, you, you prepped it, you laid up fire, you flanked it, came around from the side. One guy would crawl, low yep. crawl up to the bunker, toss a fucking grenade in it. It would go off. And then both guys would come out and mag dump into it. And they were yeah. looking for violence of action. Yeah. And so I remember we've, it was me. I can't remember who the fuck it was. Um, that were actually clearing the bunker and that grenade popped and we both came around and just fucking, I mean, from me to you away yeah, yeah. shooting into this bunker, you know, and we're just mag dumping. Yeah. And, uh, and there was shit coming out of it, hitting us back. And I was just well, like, fuck when, it, <laughs> when it, when a grenade goes off in that bunker, like if all the dust comes you out feel of it. all the, yeah, the ground shakes, like yeah. grenades are no fucking joke. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, and usually when we were doing that, like the, the bunker clearing, right. Yep. Then you would do a live fire, like dragon fucking missile yep. or tow or, AT4 something. or something, yeah. right? You know, so, um, yeah, <laughs> we, you know, then we did a lot of night fires because, you oh, know, we had nods. Shit oh, shit ton of night fires, right? Oh, my God. So you're doing, you do a day enter and clear a trench and then you do a night enter and clear mm-hmm. a trench, right? And so you got laser beams everywhere. You That's got, the coolest thing. <laughs> you got the star clusters that are shift fire signals. Yep. You got the parachute flares. And when they go off, you got to get down. Yep. You know, like, it, it was cool. It was, it was really cool. Um, I was so I was a two hundred three gunner, I think for a couple of those, and uh, there's no. So a two hundred three is a very effective weapon. It is, but in training, so two hundred three is a it's a a single shot forty millimeter grenade launcher. Yeah, that's on the bottom of your M four. Yeah, yeah, and so a very effective weapon in combat, but in training, there's no blank rounds. There's no there's no miles gear. There's no <laughs> there really is there isn't right. You get chalk and you get smoke, but yeah. you can't shoot them at anyone. So, so I'm on one of these training missions, and I'm they're like we're watching an intersection, and the truck that we're gonna ambush got there before we got there. Yeah, and so I'm like, fuck this, I'm a 203 gunner. Yeah, so I put in a parachute flare and I shot it, and it popped open right above them, and <laughs> like I'm talking 20 feet above their heads, it popped, <laughs> and the parachute went down, and uh, like they're all dead. Yeah, so I'm like I'm looking. <laughs> And they're pissed off because I'm shooting live rounds at them. You know? yeah. Like it was a fucking parachute flare. You have to improvise and yeah. overcome, goddamn it. Yeah. I'm looking at our RO and I'm like, they're all dead. He's like, Yeah, they're all dead. Like, Sweet. <laughs> you know? And then like stupid shit in training that was so much fun. Like we were doing because in training you can get a little crazy with shit because nobody's gonna get fucking killed, right? I <laughs> I remember when we were at JRTC speaking of stupid shit. Go ahead. All right. So it, one time in training, I'm on a third floor building and we're taking fire from the next building over. There's yeah. a little mount city, like a military operations urban train. So they create this little fake cities, right? 
And I remember I tossed one of our training grenades yeah. from our third story window into a second story window <laughs> that we were getting shot from. And I like, it was a fucking, it wasn't like they were right next to each yeah. other. It was, a, it was like, eh. you get across the street. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I fucking hit the window. I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, like you're so happy about this shit. It, you know, just little stuff like yeah. that that you probably wouldn't do in combat. I mean, you try it. Maybe. Why not? If well, you thought about doing it in the training. Because, <laughs> because in training, there was people flanking the building. Yeah. If I would have missed the window, I would have. true. Yeah, like, yeah. One of my favorites, we were in JRTC, and it was like one of the last day or two. Uh, it was when the, the tank battalion was coming to take over our, our unit. Yeah. And we're just a bunch of infantry guys. And they took all of our anti-tank weaponry, all of our AT4s and everything, and they brought it to the complete other side where right. the tanks came in from. And so all we had were rifles shooting at tanks. That's not how this works. So we're making one with the earth to try to hide from, you know, the ROs with, yeah. the, with their God guns because they're just walking around killing everyone because yeah. the tanks are rolling Because tanks don't have blank rounds either. No. And so they just come through and then they're like, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead, yeah. you know. And so we're all hiding. And uh, and so we're, I'm in a foxhole and I get a perfect view of all of this going on. And Lieutenant G, who I think went on to be Delta, um, He's one of uh, one of the lieutenants in our, our battalion. Uh, he he chased down a tank, climbed up on the back of it, opened the turret, and essentially was like, "You're all fucking dead." And the RO was like, "You can't do that, sir. You're dead. That tank is still alive." I remember that. And he was fucking heated. And I was just like, "No, no." And once everybody else saw it, we were all heated. Yeah, everybody like, was mad it, at that point. This. And at that point, like. We're like, I don't care what Lieutenant G is doing. Yeah. I will follow that motherfucker anywhere. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Sometimes the ROs are like, I don't know. That I, was, that was bullshit. Like I understand and like, okay, it, it's an unsafe act in training. Right. But it's medal of honor shit. But in real life, like he <laughs> just, I mean? he just saved a fuckload of people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So, yeah. Uh, and Okay. So we're, we kind of talked about this podcast might go a little long. We might have to two part this thing. I don't know. But uh, uh, so then 9-11 happens. Yep. Right. And in between the time. So 9-11 happened and then the whole world went crazy. Uh, if you were on a military base anytime around 9-11, it got locked the fuck down. We were patrolling neighborhoods of mounted 50 cals and triple con uh, constina wire around parking lots with roving patrols yeah. inside the base that is guarded and has a fence around the whole fucking thing yeah it was crazy crazy <laughs> they just had no idea they're yeah. just like everything now well like, okay. yeah and that's what it was it was literally inside of six hours it was everything now yeah and um uh you know so that i think that took a fucking month or two to calm down yeah. And then uh, we got sent to West Point to train cadets over the summer. Of 2002. 2002. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that was a kind of a fun deployment, too. But then uh, when did we deploy? 2003, we deployed to Iraq. We were all but So hurt. we went. We were all butthurt. We didn't get to go to Afghanistan. Uh, we were, but. But. Uh, it, it, it worked out. Yeah. Um, Quick question for you guys. Yeah. How long were y'all in that, like, heightened security setting? My memory shit, but oh. it was forever. It had yeah. to be. It, it was, was probably three months. Yeah, probably two, three, two, three months, months of like just wow. stupidness. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just like, like okay. after the first week, it was like, well, okay, it, go get, go, go, you know, like we're, we're guarding the MPs, guarding the gate. 
I think what happened was is 9-11 happened. Everything on base got stupid. Um, they deployed fifth group to Afghanistan. And rocket signs. And, and, a, and one battalion. One brigade. Or one brigade. Yeah. Um, from Rakasans. And I think what happened was is they were they were in Afghanistan for like a month before the 101st was like, okay, we can kind of chill out what we're doing here now. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was uh it was stupid for a minute. Yeah, and then the training cycles picked up. Oh, then, and then there was budget. Yeah, you have more yeah. money than Oprah. Yeah. Like go. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to the range today? Cool. Here's you have an extra hundred thousand rounds and you can't leave till they're all shot. Well, not only that, <laughs> but like, oh, here's these new ACOGs. Here's these new Oh yeah. You know, everybody gets PBS 14. So yeah. everybody gets, you know, the uh, PQs, you know, like all, you know, all the latest and greatest stuff. It just flooded us. Yeah. You know? And so it was new equipment all the time, uh, which is cool. Um, Cause we needed it. Like before that, like our equipment was kind of dated. Oh, it's shit from the fucking nineties. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. So 2003, I don't remember how long it was from the time we knew we were going to the time we went. It wasn't long. And the reason why I say it wasn't long, it was about, it was only like two or three weeks maybe. Because we had to do all the railroad shit. Yeah, but it was like, they told us and it was fucking game on. Yeah. But I think it was like two, three weeks because yeah. it started at once everyone got back from Christmas leave because we deployed, I think the beginning of February, like this February 1st, 2nd, something like that. Okay. Um, and so all through January, it was just getting shit ready, loading connexes, yeah. uh, loading the railhead, getting all the equipment, closing up fucking barracks, taking care of all the personal you know, shit. Yeah. And, and, and like that, it was a pretty well-oiled machine It for not, for not doing it. For not, Jesus ha- Christ. You don't practice that shit. And it was, there was no hurry up and wait. Yeah. It, it was, was like fucking go, do, go, do, go, do. go, yeah. go. Yeah. It was nonstop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got everything all buttoned up. Like I remember when after we cleared all the barracks out, we drew weapons out of the arms room. Everybody loaded blanks and blank adapters, and we cleared the fucking barracks yeah. for like days. My brother was down visiting me. You remember? Oh that? yeah, yeah. You remember yep. that? Yeah. So we were. Yeah, my brother got to see us uh, clearing the barracks and stuff before. Uh, well, I remember. So right before we left, this is this must have been within probably. Four or five days of us actually getting on the plane um, when we were going over what, making all of our sensitive item lists, drawing weapons, make sure everything's, you know, what it needs to be and everything like that. That's when we realized that our machine gunners weren't getting issued sidearms, M9s. Yeah. They were all going to yeah. um, <coughs> command or. Um, well, we didn't have enough. Officers. No, we yeah. had enough, but our old battalion commander decided to give them to his drivers uh, and other officers and all these other random people that don't need them yeah. and took them away from our gunners for sidearm. Yeah. So, and so if like for the people listening, a 240 gunner, a 240 is at, what? 27.6. Yeah. And it's huge, right? It's not ideal for like immediate self-defense. And especially if you have it set up on a tripod, you're yeah. not, you don't have time to unhook it and yeah. turn it around to shoot somebody coming up behind you. That's why you have a sidearm. Yeah. And then carrying an M4 and, a, and an M240. No, it's a little bit hard to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. So the, you guys are a little butthurt about that for sure. Well, so I called my stepfather and I was like, Hey, this is what's going on. 
um, I need a bread and a bread of 92, uh, FS. Yeah. And he's just like, um, okay. And he called me back a couple hours later and he goes, uh, well, I fly in at this time and my uncle's picking you up, uh, or picking me up because my, his brother lived in Chattanooga, picked him up from Nashville, drove to Fort Campbell. Um, I can't remember. I think they just got a pass to get on base. Yeah. And he brought a personal own firearm on base, handed it to me in the parking lot. And uh, I disassembled it and I split it up between me and Ackerman and all of our shit and took it overseas. So he had a sidearm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then come to realize, like, I don't know, half the guys in the platoon did the same fucking thing. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. Ha- so half the guys in the platoon brought their own handguns. Yeah. One, you can't bring your own weapon to war. You're not supposed to. No, no, no. It's a all. big no, no. John was one of the only smart ones that brought the civilian equivalent to <laughs> the military issue one. There was other guys that had like like a chromed out 40 Smith and Wesson. Yeah, and it's like, like stupid. Bro, where are you getting ammo? Yeah. <laughs> like at least mine's nine mil. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you kind of hid yours in plain sight once you were there. Once and then the, the cool part was is like once the gunners got their M9s back, yeah. I wore mine on my on my side. Yeah. Like a like a and nobody said a fucking word about it. No, because it was an army issue gun. It looked yeah. it looked like it unless they pulled I mean, a serial I mean, number. You had the newest looking one ever because all of oh, the no, army I, I beat it so it looked like yeah. the rest of them. Yeah. Because they were all <laughs> all the army issued ones were mm-hmm. stainless. They weren't actually stainless, but they were all the finishes wore off right. of them. So. And then the funny thing is like I didn't know about guns then. Which was weird. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I don't, my knowledge now versus then. Like, I didn't know shit, but I knew that that was the equivalent and I knew I could get away with it a lot easier. See, I just went to the local Iraqi gun store when we (laughs) got there and I purchased one. (laughs) You did. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember how much you bought that for? Uh, It was the equivalent of about 250 US dollars, but I paid in dinar that I happened to come across at some point. Acquired. Yeah. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. That was part one of our two-part episode. Uh, we went a little bit long on this one. Uh, kind of got lost uh, going down memory lane. Uh, so stay tuned next week. Uh, part two is going to come out. And uh, yeah, go grab a cigar uh, and hang out. And next week, grab another cigar and hang out. And the next week, grab another cigar and hang out. And the next week, grab another cigar and hang out. And then maybe we'll finish the story. But uh, yeah, till then, we'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>